Blog Talk Radio. Come to worship with us. 
We are at 4204 Cardinal Drive, Dallas, Texas, 75216. Once again, I would like to thank each and every one for listening to this show. And thank you for your continued prayers and support. Yes. Question. <clears throat> Is there an ex that's still stuck in your heart? It seems like everywhere you go, everything you do reminds you of them. You try to keep yourself busy with work and chores to occupy your mind. And just when you think that you were over them, Something happens to bring up old memories back into your life. You find yourself back in the old feelings and hurting all over again. Finally, you ask God, will this pain ever stop? Today, we're going to talk about steps to repair your broken heart to remove or moving on with your life and many more with the episode called Why Is My Ex Still In My Heart? Hmm. You know, when you think about it, regardless if you've been with someone for 30 years or 30 days, the ending of a marriage or relationship can be very devastating on a person. How long you're with that person does not matter. See, it's not the amount of time that matters. It's the quality and the amount of heart, how much of your heart you have invested into that relationship. Now, I'm going to say relationship, and that also includes marriage. So we have to realize no matter how long you're with that person or how short you're with that person. Hurt is hurt. Growing up, I used to hear those saying, well, you know, they're just puppy love. Oh, how long have they been together? Mm, two weeks, three weeks. Oh, okay. Well, it's all right. They're just puppy love. Well, I'm going to tell you this. I don't care what kind of relationship. I don't care if it was two, three weeks. Puppy love hurt just as bad as a grown dog's bite. No matter what, both of them are still dogs. So no matter if it's an an adult dog puppy, it still has the same bite. So we have to understand the amount of time or how long or how short you all were together does not matter. The key thing is it involves your heart. You can give your whole heart into a relationship of two weeks or you know many people that have been together for a long period of time and they still have not surrendered their heart to their companion. So like I always say, time doesn't matter. It's the quality of the relationship that's what matters. So that's what we want to talk about. A lot of times we can't move on. 
We don't allow ourselves to move on. Now, I want to say this disclaimer. I am not a licensed counselor. So a lot of the things that I recommend to you all are recommendations. So I do want to say that I'm not a licensed counselor. There are some Christian counselors that are out there that can provide help if you so choose to see them. So one of the steps or the first step we have to talk about in helping getting the ex out of your heart, the first thing you have to do is forgive them. This is regardless of what type of relationship you are in or what caused the relationship to end. For example, if they did something that was not right and you ended the relationship, forgive them. You still need to forgive them. And what we always say, forgiveness is not so much for them, but it's for you. As long as you hold on to unforgiveness, not only you become that person's prisoner, but also you're not freeing yourself and you're not freeing them from your life. Anytime you don't forgive someone, they become your master and you become their slave. And that also means that you holding your master inside of your heart. So as long as you hold on to unforgiveness, and this does not mean what they did was right. If they did do something that was wrong, that does not mean that you accept or you go, you went along with what they did. That does not mean you forgiving them makes it right make their actions right. The key thing is you forgiving them, it frees you. It frees you of the past. It also frees you from the hurt. So allowing yourself to forgive them, and that does not mean because you forgive them that you trust them. You have to forgive them. In other words, when you forgive them, it helps you to let them go out of your heart. That's the first step you have to do, forgive them. The other step you have to do, after you have forgiven them, you have to forgive yourself. You have to forgive yourself. A lot of times people beat themselves up because of broken relationships. They have regrets of, oh, I shouldn't have been with that person. You have to forgive yourself. You can't beat yourself up because of the decision that you made with choosing you want to call the wrong person. You have to forgive yourself. Now, you can forgive yourself because of the choice that you made in choosing the wrong person. They might have done you wrong. They might have been a cheater. But I will say this. You also have to forgive yourself if they were the good person and you were the one that cheated. You have to forgive yourself of your actions if you were the cause of the relationship ending. You have to forgive yourself. And even if you go to that person and ask for forgiveness, if they don't forgive you, it's still okay. You receive forgiveness from God and also forgiveness yourself. 
But also realize, just because you ask for forgiveness, that does not guarantee that y'all going to be back together. In other words, you need to forgive yourself. And if you were the one that did wrong, ask for forgiveness, regardless of what the outcome may be. You may still want that person, but that person may not want you. You still have to be okay with that because sometimes our actions, our actions cause the result of them choosing not to be with us. And you have to be okay. You have to respect a person's decision of choosing to not be with you, even if you ask for forgiveness. So you have to accept that. And that does not make them wrong. They have a choice, and you have to respect that. So when you ask for forgiveness, realize, regardless if they accept it or not, you accept forgiveness for yourself. After you seek for forgiveness, one of the recommendations I would I would often say, which I forestated earlier, seek counseling. You have to, you may need to seek counseling. See, when you think about it, the end of a relationship or marriage is a form of death, which causes us to grieve. And unfortunately, many people create a support system in dealing with the death of a loved one. But we don't create any support system. We support or we create little to no support system in dealing with the death of a relationship. Like I said, that could be a courtship or marriage. Many people don't do that, don't have a support system in dealing or coping with the death of a relationship. And when you think about it, Think about dealing with the death of a loved one versus the death of a relationship. Once the funeral is over with, with, the, with the loved one, we have to work on the steps in living their life without them. But when it comes down to the death of a relationship, that person is still alive. And as long as they're as long as they are alive in the back of our mind, there's still a little hope. There may be a little hope of you all reconciling. A lot of times, subconsciously, we have that in the back of our mind, or they may have that in the back of their mind. Also, especially when there's fresh rooms, sometimes you may run into that person. Sometimes unannounced. Sometimes a person may pop up and be at the same place that you're at. Now, that's in that's when you all don't have any children. But what if you all have children? What if you all were either married or sometimes it happened where courtship and then there's a baby out of that relationship and then they're apart? See, you have to face that person that you were with 
all the time, especially when there's a child involved. If there's a child involved or if there's some type of business, y'all may have worked together. Y'all still see each other time and time and time again, or you all may have the same friends. So, excuse me. So realizing that person you run into, and sometimes when you see that person, it's like hurt all over again, fresh wounds all over again. So it it behooves us to create a support system that will help us in our time of grief. And like I said, that's where the professional counseling takes place. There are Christian counselors that can help with the process of the grief that you're dealing with. And get this, just because you seek Counseling, professional help, that does not mean that you're less than a Christian. That does not mean that you're a weak Christian. It just means that you're a wise person, a wise Christian. That doesn't mean that you don't uh, love God or depend upon God. God has ministers in place, which are counselors. God has Christian counselors in place that would help us and realize, utilize it. Because that's why God allowed them to be here, to help us. So you have to take advantage of what God has placed here to help us to deal with life issues. And sometimes life issues also mean dealing with a breakup or a divorce. Now, I do want to say this. Even in going through a divorce, now I will say this. God doesn't like divorce. And there are many, 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 many consequences pertaining to a divorce. Regardless if you have a spouse. Matter of fact, it will sometimes be even more when there are children involved or when there are businesses involved. You still have to deal with that person. We have to ask God to forgive us. Regardless of what role that was played, Asking God to forgive us When it boils down to it A lot of times We don't realize The effects That it has on us Like I said Regardless if it's a divorce Or even just courtship A lot of times It affects us more Than we realize And it takes a Mature person a counselor, or even a trusting pastor or a leader or a minister that can help help pinpoint or point out some things that you may not be able to see. A lot of times we don't realize how hurt we are until someone brings it up and it will expose what wounds that we may have that may need to be addressed. Because a lot of times we can't properly self-diagnose ourselves or self-medicate ourselves. Just like going to the hospital. If a doctor needs surgery, can that doctor perform surgery on himself? The answer is no. He has to have someone else that he can trust to be able to do the procedure that is needed. Same way with ourselves. We have to look at our support system and allow them to help us, but make sure that they are, number one, godly people, 
honest people and not somebody that's going to tell you something and be concerned about, quote, unquote, your feelings. Someone that's going to be loving and godly enough to tell you the truth, regardless of your feelings. Someone that's going to tell you truth. But more importantly, someone that's going to be led by God's spirit. So we have to come to terms with that. Another thing, you have to ask yourself, are you at peace with the decision to end the relationship or the marriage? What do I mean? A lot of times, it's not the individual's that's in the relationship is not that person's idea to end the relationship or even sometimes to get back into the relationship. Sometimes people listen to other people and what they do, they base their decision on other people's opinions. Oh, matter of fact, I'll bring this up. I was watching, uh, I don't know what TV show it was. It was a court TV and the female broke up with her boyfriend because her friend told her, female friend told her that she caught that friend's boyfriend at the bar talking to a female, getting cozy with a female. And during the court, during the court proceeding, there was a female that came up that was the witness to the boyfriend. The boyfriend was suing the ex-girlfriend. And so that defendant friend said, yeah, that's the girl, that's the girl that he was with, he was cold with, he was hugging up on. And so they introduced that lady. And that lady ended up being the boyfriend's cousin that was needing some counseling because she was going through a troubled marriage. And that defendant looked at so pitiful. That ex-girlfriend looked at so pitiful because she listened to her friend and didn't realize that that was her ex-boyfriend cousin. It was actually her cousin. And she asked, you know, I'm so sorry. You can forgive me. I want you back. He said no. What he did when the girlfriend thought that her boyfriend was cheating, she put she gave him some sleeping pills. And while he was asleep, she cut his dreadlocks. She was, uh, she went crazy. She went crazy based on listening to her friend. And both of them looked at pitiful. Matter of fact, what I'm going to do, um, I'm going to see if I can find the link to that video, and I'm going to attach it to this um, episode. I'm going to, I'm going to find it, and I'm going to make sure I, did, I'm going to make sure I attach it. So just in case y'all want to see it, y'all welcome to. And a lot of times, people are not at peace in the decision of ending a relationship because they were listening to other people. And you have to own your own decision, even either to be with that person or leave that person. But whatever decision that you make, you have to be responsible to make your own decisions. Because if you don't make your own decision and go by other people's opinion. You will never be at peace. You're going to always be wondering, what if, what if, what if? And what happened, it will not allow you to move on with your life. So you have to own your own decision. 
Nobody can speak up for you. Nobody supposed to make a decision for you. That's why courtship, marriage, dating are for mature adults. But you have to be responsible enough to make your own decision. So when it boils down to it, if you're not at peace, then you may you may have realized that you made a mistake. If your spirit is still troubled, there are some unanswered questions that you may have. That's another thing I want to talk about. You have to realize when it when you have those feelings of uh, uneasy or feel like you kind of torn, that's an indicator to let you know that you may have made a wrong decision. But even in you making that decision, sometimes it's repairable where things can work back out. But then on the other hand, there are times where it's too late. But no matter what, you have to accept whatever the consequences of the choice that you made. Regardless if it was your decision or stimulated by someone else's decision, someone else's decision. Either way, ask God to help you to accept whatever decision that you made. And if you're wrong, admit that you're wrong. A lot of times what hinder a person is they're so much in denial, they're not mature enough to admit, you know what, I was wrong. You know, there's so many people that make more excuses than just admitting, you know what, I made a mistake. And what happens, that actually frees you. When you can admit that you were wrong, if you can confess that you were wrong, or, you know, I, I, I might I might have um, made a quick decision. I, I may, may have made a decision where I didn't think things thoroughly. Admit that so that way the healing process can begin. But as long as you deny it, you're living a lie. As long as you're denying it within yourself, you're actually only fooling yourself. So you have to accept, you know what? I made a, I made a terrible decision. But even in the midst of making that terrible decision, God helped me to be at peace with the decision that I made, and also even that other person. If you reach out to that other person and let that person know, then that can actually, that actually helps them too. There may be some forgiveness that you need to go out and tell that person that, you know what, I repent or I apologize. I apologize. I made a wrong decision. This is regardless if that person accepts you or not, or regardless if y'all get back together or not. A lot of times that that feeling of uneasy or that that peace that you're lacking, you may need to go and repent or go and apologize to that particular person. Like I said, it may be a female. Might have been a female that you thought, you know what, I did all wrong and I'm not gonna I'm not gonna tell her uh I apologize, you know, I'm not gonna tell her I made a mistake, you know, I'm I'm too big of a person. We have to realize a lot of times we allow pride in the way and make us stop being the person that God called for us to be, but also it hinders us from seeking our purpose. So we have to look back. If there is, matter of fact, 
even if we have done a person wrong, we need to apologize. We need to come, we need to ask for forgiveness. And that's the same thing pertaining to this situation. If you know that you made a hasty decision, apologize. That doesn't mean that you're a small person. That doesn't mean that you're uh, an immature person. That actually means that you're a mature person by you going back and to apologize. That really helps you to grow and that helps you to heal when you go back and, and try to clean up what you messed up. So after that, you examine how the relationship ended. Are there any unanswered questions about the relationship? In other words, you must accept that you may never have some of those questions answered. But you realize and ask yourself, are some of those questions that you have in the back of your mind, are they really important? I know there have been some people, well, I I just want to ask him, uh, you know, why did he cheat on me? Why does he cheat on me? I'm going to tell you this. If you're trying to get an honest answer, an honest answer from a lying person or an untrusting person, do you actually think that's going to help you? The answer is no. You have to make peace with sometimes some unanswered questions. That's going to help you to move on. But also what you have to do, you have to realize there are some questions that you may not want answered. So what you need to do is realize regardless of those questions that you want to answer, you want answered, what you need to do is maybe just write it down. And after you write it down, you don't have to talk to them about it. Like I said, especially if they're not a trusting person, if they're not an honest person, Write those questions down and ask God, talk to God. Or, well, I'm not going to say or, but along with talking to God about it, like I said, you can talk to your support system. These are honest people. I can't emphasize that. Honest people, godly people, people that's going to hold you accountable. Talk to them because they may be pointing out some things they may help you to have those questions answered. But also realizing you have to accept what they reveal also. Because a lot of times what it reveals when we have those unanswered questions, especially some, like I was saying, you know, why did you cheat on me? Why you did me wrong? A lot of those things, they reveal some insecurity that we have within ourselves. And a lot of times what we try to do when we have some unanswered questions, we feel that if we can go back with that particular person, then we can get those questions answered. When I say go back with them, that means go back into the relationship, not only meaning reaching out and trying to communicate with that person, but sometimes people think that if they can relive the relationship again or the marriage again, then that can help answer some questions. Like I said, there are some times you may never get those questions on this side of the earth. You might have to wait till you get the glory. Sometimes you may not you may not even get your answer when you get to heaven. So you have to make peace with unanswered questions. 
and realize even if you don't get those questions, it's still okay. Even if you don't get those questions answered, it's still okay. Another thing you need to do, get this. I want you all to listen very carefully. You have to get your own life back. What do I mean? If you had befriended some of your ex's friends during the relationship, and now you all aren't together, you have to create your own. You have to recreate your own "quote unquote" world or your own friends now. Just don't rely on the friends that you all have together. Create your own life. Create your own friends, friendship. Get your life back. Whatever you used to do or the places that you used to go with your quote-unquote ex when you all were together, now it's time for you to establish your own identity or your own place. You can go shopping somewhere else. You can go go to another park to walk. Or if you were going to the gym together, you can move your membership somewhere else. Establish your own identity with the places that you go or that you frequent. Getting your own friends, your own friends. Also, even if you are cordial with your ex's family, you may have to put a little distance because when you go over there, when you communicate with them, then it may open up some old wounds. Or it may be in the back of your mind where there's still hope. There may still be hope when there may when there may not be any hope. Now, this is if there are no children. Now, if there are children, then you have to work a little bit harder. I'm not saying it's impossible, but it may be a little bit more challenging, but it's not impossible. You know you're going to have to deal with your ex-family, especially if there's children. So, just ask God to help you to deal with that process and be mature about it. Because if I was saying earlier, the first step is forgive. If you don't forgive them, what happens, there are bitterness that set in. And once there is bitterness that set in, what happens, you end up contaminating your life, your relationship or even the relationship with your children. So asking God to help you in dealing with that and be mature enough to accept what he tells you to do to get over it. The other thing you need to work on is making sure not only you are able to get your life back, but also take some time out to be by yourself or be with yourself. One of the craziest things that people say, some people say, well, you know what? You can just bounce from this relationship to the next relationship. That's not going to work. You have to accept the reality of being single over again. You have to, this, is, this is the time for you to be repaired. 
this is the time for you to get real acquainted with who you are. But if you don't take the time to examine who you are, then what happens, you are depriving the next person. But also, you're still holding on to that ex, that hurt, and you're depriving yourself of a good person, a potential good person. So you have to take our time to be, quote, unquote, ministered to. I'll often look at sometimes any sport. It could be football, basketball. There are times after certain plays, what does what does the quarterback or when it comes to football, uh, what do the players do? They go to the coach and get into the huddle. That's in the NBA. Sometimes in the NFL, what do they do? They go into a huddle with the other players. And, but the quarterback is talking to the head coach or sometimes with that earpiece that they have, they listen to the people on the up. They can see the whole field. So what you have to do, you have to allow time for you to go into the quote-unquote huddle of life and allow God to talk to you for you to know what you need to do to get your life back. But as long as you deny yourself from getting to the huddle, what happens, you're still playing without, without hitting the reset button on a computer. Allow yourself time, quality time. And that does not mean a particular quote-unquote time frame. What it means is the quality. It's, it's not the amount of time. It's the quality of the time. But the biggest mistake that people make is hearing this, hearing this saying, well, time heals wounds. And no, it doesn't. Time does not heal wounds. It's what you do in that time. That's what helps heal wounds. So that's why it's very important to not only allow that time for you to be able to have that quality time with you and God and also the trusting people, the accountability partners, which are the support system, but also you have to go through that process of grief. You have to allow yourself time to grieve. You have to allow yourself to grieve because I'm going to tell you like this. So you have to allow yourself time to grieve, but more importantly, quality time, what you do in that time. You can't avoid the process. You can't avoid the process of healing. And sometimes it may be a quick, a quick moment. Sometimes it may be a, li- a little lengthy process. Depending upon the depths of your heart, that what determines how long it may be. And realize each person may be different. Somebody might be might have been married for 15 years, and it takes them a short amount of time. Versus somebody that might have been married for two years, and it takes them longer than the one that was married for 15 years. So each person is different. So it's important for you to realize that you have to go through that process of being helped because this is a part of the grief process we have to deal with. We have to deal with the reality. 
And like I said, also just realizing being able to get your life back. In other words, treat yourself. And even if it's a divorce, breakup, or whatever, what you need to do is throw a party. That doesn't mean that you like what happened, but you're not going to allow that to define who you are. Throw yourself a party. It can be a small party. It can be a party by yourself, treating yourself. The Bible tells us to count everything all joy. Does it mean that it feels good? No, it doesn't. But no matter what, like I said, you're not going to allow what situation to happen to define you. You're more than that. And don't allow that to label you. Excuse me, don't allow that situation, don't allow that breakup to define who you are. You're more than that. But you have to see yourself as that. And ultimately, before we go to the phone line, the most important thing, we have to give everything to God. Give God your hurt. Give God your broken heart. Give God your disappointment because a breakup, it brings a lot of disappointment. You know, you had high hopes. You planned on being together forever. But sometimes breakup, divorce, it it paralyzes us. It, it 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 hurts us. Also, sometimes it may bring fear upon us. Being fearful of loving again, being fearful of giving your whole heart again. Matter of fact, I saw an episode of it was some TV show. This lady was dating a good man. They were in a relationship, and that lady's parents were married for like fifty some odd years. Well, unfortunately. That female father died, and she saw her mother in so much grief because they were married for 50-some-odd years. And that woman broke up with her boyfriend because she said that if she saw her mother hurt that bad over the death of her father, she don't want to experience that type of hurt ever for herself. So she broke up with her boyfriend because she was scared to allow her heart to be hurt like her mama was hurt, even though her mother went through a grief of death of her husband. But the daughter associated that with hurt of her heart, and she said she don't want to allow that to be in her heart. She don't want to allow her heart to experience that kind of hurt. So we have to realize We have to give everything to God. We have to allow God to help us. We have to allow God to protect our heart, but also asking God to remove if there's anybody that's in our heart, if there's any soul ties, we might have been emotionally attached to someone. Ask God to remove them out of our heart because that might stop us from growing, from maturing, even be able to give our heart to someone. Now, I will say this. A lot of the scenarios are brought in because there are so many people, they're dating or they might have been married and then they went through a divorce. But unfortunately, there are some people, even after they meet somebody, after they went through a failed relationship or a divorce, they might get into another relationship 
and they might end up marrying that person. But an ex, an old ex of theirs, still residing in their heart, even if they're in a relationship or in a marriage with somebody else. And their current spouse or their current mate don't have their full heart because their heart is still attached to their ex. We have to allow God to help us to, and number one, expose our heart. If there's anybody that's in our heart, if we have gone through a relationship, asking God to help us and heal our heart, allowing God to remove anybody that we're linked with that's not our spouse. Now, if we are in a, if we are in a relationship and everything's going well, then you do your part by also asking God to help you if anything happened with that person leaves. Ask God to help you, but more importantly, we have to always keep God first. But if you are in a uh, divorce, current divorce, or you've been in a failed relationship or broken relationship, ask God to break every soul tie that may be in your heart. And he can do it. But we have to be transparent. We have to be real with ourselves. We can't lie to ourselves. We can't fool ourselves because to be honest with you, there are people that are around us that know us sometimes better than ourselves. And they, I don't care how we try to put on a facade or put on a show, they know who we really are. So I want to do this. Um, we got we got someone on the line right now. The last four of their telephone number is 3597. I'm coming to you right now. In case you want to have some words. Hello, welcome to Reconnect My Heart Radio Program. You're on the air. Um, hello, Brother Trader. Just wanted yes, to let you How know you I enjoyed. Today? Oh, I'm good. I just wanted to let you know that I enjoyed the word tonight. Thank you. And Thank I'll you. be looking forward to next Sunday night. Yes, yes. Thank you. Thank. You. Matter of fact, um, do you have any words or uh, advice that you may want to give for those who may be dealing with, still dealing with holding on to their ex in their heart? Well, I really don't know anybody that that is uh, that, but. Uh, I would like to say if they are separated and and uh, just can't get along, um, each go its own way, you know, and just let mm-hmm. it be. Mm-hmm. And if they have children, please don't uh, uh, talk about the daddy to the children. Right, right. So, um, well, that's all I have to say tonight. Yeah, yeah, but thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I, I appreciate you. And like I said, continue to keep me up in prayer. And I very much appreciate you. Thank you for your prayer, your prayers and your support. Mm-hmm. All righty. Okay. Thank God for that. Thank God for that. So, like I said, we have to remember in this day and time, many of us go through things. And like I said, because you gone because you went through a failed relationship, that doesn't mean that you're less than a Christian. That doesn't mean that you ain't saved. Sometimes just in life things happen. 
So we have to remember that God can help us in whatever situation that we dealt with, excuse me, that we are dealing with, and allow him to help us in every area of our life. And no matter what, just realize that he want to help us and he can help us, but we have to allow him, we have to be transparent with him and allow him to come to our hearts and help us and realize he wants to. And my prayers today, if you have had someone that was in your heart, you may not know how to move on. You may still have them in the back of your mind. You still feel like, you know what, I can't live my life without them. I want to tell you, yes, you can. Regardless if it was their fault or your fault, God can give you the peace that you need for you to live on for you to go on, but also realizing you can be able to love again, but first allow God to help you and teach you, but also allow him to repair your broken heart. Because if you don't allow him to fix your heart, what happened, you end up being a broken person or a damaged person, and you end up getting with someone else, and a damaged person getting with someone else, it, it creates a damaged relationship. So allow God to heal you, to make you whole. That's why this show is called Reconnect My Heart, because the only person that can connect our hearts back to the way he originally made us is God himself. I don't care how many times we talk about it, unless we come to God and being transparent and we accept what he tells us about ourselves and we do the applications to help us, to have our hearts connected back the way he originally made us, we won't be helped. It takes God himself to help us and realize he can help us and he want to help us. No matter what situation you have dealt with in your life, we're able to give it to God. Even if you made a wrong decision, if you made the wrong choice of being with someone or in a relationship, whatever. Give it to God. Allow God to heal you. Allow God to not just forgive you, but receive that, that same forgiveness for yourself. He can help you, and he want to help you, but also allowing this to be a testimony to let other people know, because the devil may make you feel like, you know what? You will never be able to love again. You know, you were done so wrong, you know, Maybe it wasn't meant for you to be loved. I want you to know this. God have you. Number one, he made you in his image and his likeness. God made you lovable. Let me say that again. God made you with his character, his nature, and in his nature, in his character, in his identity, he made you. And he wants you to be in the position where you can trust him regardless of what you dealt with, regardless of what you are dealing with now. God made you where you can be able to love again. But the choice is yours. But if you choose not to be in a relationship in the future, don't let it be based upon fear. Don't let it be based upon Jealousy or envious Let it be a healthy choice 
But you have to make sure that you examine yourself, but also allowing God to help you and to hear you. Because if you don't allow God to hear you, you will not only self-destruct, but you would damage other relationships, not just in a dating or marriage relationship, but also even relationships with family, relationship with other people, because I'm pretty sure many of us have seen bitter people. And it's nothing sadder than to deal with a bitter person. Matter of fact, I heard this I heard this person say to somebody, Oh, oh you you gonna get married at this church? Mm, oh, okay, well, uh, come back in five years. I want to see you still married. I heard about that, and that sounded like a bitter person. It sounded like a scarred person that had said that. But you don't want to be that. Bitter people are very, very, very spiritually ugly people. I didn't say physically. Spiritually ugly people. They're tainted. They're mean. You don't want to be that. But also, God did not create you to be like that. So regardless of what transpired, God can heal you and God can help you to remove that person out of your heart. But also, you have to allow God to do it. God want to do it, but you have to want him to do it. But also realize you need to be free. No longer allow yourself to be a prisoner or no longer... For you to hold somebody prisoner. In other words, let it go. And not just let go, but realize that God has a life for you. Write things down and look at your life. And for you to realize that he has so much for you. And if you are hurting, if you feel like, you know what, I need to express myself, I need to vent, whatever. I recommend people writing things down. Write things down. Sometimes even be good just to go off to the park and get a video recorder, get your phone, and just start recording. Talk to yourself. Minister to yourself. There's a song that says sometimes you have to encourage yourself. Look in the mirror and tell yourself that you are beautiful. You are made in God's image and God's likeness. You know, regardless if somebody rejected you, regardless if somebody left you, regardless if somebody cheated on you, regardless of any of that, you're not defined by what people have said to you or done towards you, but you're defined by what God said. God made you with a purpose. God made you with his best in mind. And look at it like this. Sometimes the devil may try to throw things in our life, in our way, to stop us or to distract us from us becoming the people that God called for us to be. Listen, you were not born a bitter person. You were born a better person. But the devil knew God's plan over your life even before you knew everything in detail. And the devil tried to throw a little monkey wrench to get you distracted. But don't let that distract you. You hold on to what God's word said, but also you ask God to reveal what your identity is, what your character is, and accept it. Accept what God has said, not what other people have said or done towards you or about you. Don't worry about that. And I'm going to say this. Even if your ex, even if your your ex says something negative, wash it out of your brain. But I'm gonna say this also: even if your ex says something positive, wash it out also. 
You focus on what God's word said about you. So if you look at it, don't be dependent upon other people to validate who you are. Don't think about or worry about trying to be in a relationship to validate who you are. Don't worry about your quote-unquote biological clock. You trust God and allow God to heal you, allow God to give you the hope, the joy that you need, and realize a relationship does not define who you are. It's your relationship with God, not with man. But more importantly, God and then also yourself. Know yourself. Appreciate yourself. And God will help the recovery time of you being healed from the rejection or from the relationship, the broken relationship or divorce, whatever you went through. He will help you to recover. But realize it don't take God long. Sometimes it just takes us long. Sometimes if we just accept what God has showed us, what God has told us about ourselves, that will help us in the process of us being healed faster. Like I say, it doesn't take God long. So regardless of what it is, we're going to give it to God. If someone that's going through a divorce right now, I want you to know, first of all, I want you to know that I'm praying. I want you to know that I'm praying for you. We're praying for you. I want you to know that no matter what, don't let this define who you are. Don't let this stop you from living. Don't let this stop you from even talking to God. Don't let this to define who you are, but also don't let this to don't let this allow you to even be bitter towards the person that's trying to leave you, that's trying to divorce you, your ex. No matter what, you don't focus on that. You focus on you being helped and healed, but also you focus on your relationship with God at this time. And if you have any children involved, you talk to your children. Sometimes even going through a divorce, it requires uh, children to get help also. You never know what type of pressure the children may be going through. School is already pressure enough. But then the children got to deal with adult issues. And a lot of times the children don't really express how they feel, but sometimes their actions show what they're going through, how they feel. They may not verbally say it, but they may respond uh, with their behavior being different, their their school grades going low, you just never know. They might they might not have good quality sleep. Now I, I'm a, I'm gonna tell you this. Um, my mom and dad got a divorce when I think I was going to be in the eighth grade. I was going into the eighth grade. Um, I don't remember everything in detail, but I remember the part of me just missing my dad. And I had to accept, I had to learn to accept that my dad was no longer in the same house as the rest of the family. And that was a very strange, strange um, situation I had to accept. And think, like I said, thinking about it now, um, a lot of things are a blur, but one thing I remember that stood out when I was used to seeing him every day, now he wasn't there every day. And then me going to school, at the time my grade slipped 
and I ended up having to go to summer school. Now, I did pass uh, summer school, but just that transition, that was very uncomfortable. And so think about what you're dealing with. If y'all have any children involved, then you have to realize what you're dealing with, realize that your children may be dealing with that also, if not more. So allow God to help you in that situation. And like I said, God will help you to have your heart healed and also remove any remnant of hurt, any pain, any exes that may be in the past. Sometimes some people may have more than one ex in their heart, but God can remove that. Excuse me. So if there's any other topic that you may have in your heart, in your mind, that you want to give to God, any type of prayer that you want to give, your children may be may need to be up in prayer. Uh, maybe even your job situation, you won't give it to God. Uh, somebody may be dealing with somebody may be dealing with grief. Somebody may may have lost a loved one. Somebody may may have a loved ones in the hospital. We can give that to God. So it not only pertains to this topic that we have this episode on, but any and everything, whatever condition, whatever situation you may be having on your heart, we're going to give it to God and leave it in his hands. But also for those who may not be saved, Romans 10 and 9 tells us that thou shalt confess the Lord Jesus Christ is thy Savior and believe in the heart that God raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. For with the heart man believed unto righteousness, but with the mouth, confession is made unto salvation. And realize, no matter what your past is, Jesus Christ died for your past for you to have a better future. Dear Heavenly Father, we coming to you right now, God. Thank you, Lord, for your awesomeness. We coming to you right now, God. God, we first of all, God, we want to acknowledge your presence on tonight, God. God, we're speaking, God, that you help each and every one of us, God. First of all, God, asking you, God, to forgive us, God. And God, not only asking you to forgive us, God, but also help us, God, to forgive ourselves right now. God, we're speaking, God, that you help us, God, in every aspect of our life, God. God, help us, God, to surrender ourselves completely to you right now in the name of Jesus. Lord, we're speaking, God, there may be some, God, who may have gone through a failed relationship, a broken relationship, or even a divorce, God, and they're still hurting. They're still holding on to someone in their heart, God. God, we're speaking, God, that you help them, God to surrender everything to you right now in the name of Jesus. Every hurt, God, every unanswered question right now in the name of Jesus. God, we're speaking, God, if there's any guilt, God, we're speaking, God, that you help them with the peace, God, that they need, God. And God, help them, God, to receive the step that they need, God, to receive your peace that you have for them right now in the name of Jesus. Lord, if there's anyone, God, who are going through anything, God, God, someone that may be feeling uh, like they've been rejected, God. There may be some, God, who feel low, God, who feel lonely, God, who feel abandoned, God. God, we're speaking, God, that you help them, God, to raise their head up, God, and not see themselves based upon what situation that transpired, but, God, see themselves as you see them, God. But, God, help them, God, to see you first, God. God, if we seek you first, God, you will fix everything, God. So help us, God, to seek you in every aspect of our life right now. In the name of Jesus, Lord, we're speaking, God, there may be some, God, with low self-esteem, God, there may be some, God, who may feel like giving up on life, God, even giving up the faith right now, God. We speak, God, that you help them to hold on, God, and let them know, God, no matter what situation comes, God, there is nothing too hard that you can handle, God. And God, help them understand, God, 
even if they are not in the wrong, God. Some may have left them. Some may have abandoned them, God. God, regardless of what the situation was, God, help them, God, to see you and to seek you like never before right now. In the name of Jesus, let them know, God, that they're not defined by whatever situation has transpired, God. But in spite of, God, you still have purpose, God, and you can give them the glory, God. You can get the glory and the honor out of whatever situation that transpired right now. In the name of Jesus, and stand about everything you stand for, about every problem, about every confusion right now. In the name of Jesus, what the devil meant for evil, God, you would turn it for our good. And God, we speaking, God, for those who need a physical healing right now. Touch and heal their body right now. In the name of Jesus, from the crown of their head to the sole of their feet right now. In the name of Jesus, God, those who may have high blood pressure, God, bring it down right now, God. Low blood pressure, God, raise it up right now, God. God, we speak, God, that you regulate the blood sugar level right now. In the name of Jesus, Lord, we speaking, God, that you help your people, God, to be healed and whole right now, God. In the name of Jesus, and help them to understand, God, that you're a saver and you're a redeemer, God. And God, we thank you, Lord, for everything you've done, everything you're going to do right now. In Jesus' name we pray. We say amen, amen, amen. I want to thank each and every one who tuned in and listened to the show. Feel free to contact me on Brother Prater. You can contact me on Facebook. You can read my daily devotions. Uh, you can see my videos on my page. Or you can subscribe to my YouTube channel or go to my website at www brotherprater.org. You will see my daily devotions, upcoming events, and personal appearances. Also, you can go to the store section of my website where you can purchase my book called A Few Good Men, A Path to God and Fatherhood. A Few Good Men was written to applaud the fathers who are taking care of their responsibilities, to educate and challenge those who are not. Also, to give single women a way to identify the qualities of a potential future husband and a father to present and future children. I want to thank each and every one who tuned in to the show. Thank you for listening to Reconnect My Heart radio program. God bless you and good night. Mm-hmm.